Hello, everyone. This is Stephanie Fisher, and you're listening to the P2P Podcast, the show for pillar-to-post franchise business owners and their teams. Today, we're talking to Carrie Lawson with Inspector Pro. We're going to discuss a little bit about insurance and what to do if you receive a complaint. Thanks for joining us, joining us today, Carrie Lawson. I'm going to turn it over to you and let you tell the viewers a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Lawson. I'm with Inspector Pro Insurance. I've been in the real estate industry my whole career. Uh, started off in real estate, helped run a home inspection training school with my stepfather-in-law in Atlanta, and then moved on to insuring inspectors about 15 years ago. I've been working with Pillar to Post for over 12 years, and I'm excited to be here today to share some knowledge. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about receiving complaints. It happens to all of us. Um, And so what we want to start off with is what really constitutes a complaint when it comes to insurance? Sure. And it's a really important question to ask. So always check your policy Uh, for Inspector Pro Insurance, which is many of you. A claim is a written demand for money or insurance information. Um, the beautiful thing is we do have a tool for helping you before it gets to that point, which is pre-claims, and I'm excited to talk about that today, too. So if a person sends, calls in and leaves a voicemail or talks to the um, franchisee or the franchise business owner directly, and they say they have a complaint, but they don't demand money, are there things that we want to do at that point as well? Absolutely. So that is the perfect scenario for pre-claims. What we found is there's this really big gap in the industry. Uh, Most inspectors are getting client callbacks. And let's face it, most of the time, it's not because there's an error. The client just needs to understand better your findings or where to find them in the report. Uh, So pre-claims was made for that to address those concerns before they get to a demand situation or before, before lawyers get brought in. Okay, so when they receive that phone call, as first steps, what do you suggest they do? Should they be asking the person to put it in writing to them? Should they be making their own list? Should they go back to see the property beforehand? What do they do at that point just to kick things off? Yeah, so first and foremost, I'd like to say never admit fault. Even if it's glaringly obvious to you at that point or you think it is, never admit fault that goes against your policy. What you're doing from that phone call is trying to gather information. Uh, Depending on your experience level, we have guys that call us right after they hang up that call and we get them help on a pre-claims level right then. We have some experienced inspectors that know how to run through these basic steps initially and might take a few more steps before they call us. And what they might do in that time is certainly speak to the client, get a list of their concerns, um, buy some time, say, I'm going to go back, look at my original report, investigate these um, allegations, and I'll get back to you. That's when they're going to call us and we're going to give them some advice on where to go from there. It may be that they do need to go back to the property to reinspect. You really will find a lot of information when you're physically there. You'll probably find a demo team tearing down walls. And of course, that's why they found extra issues concealed outside of the visual inspection. That's really good information to have. Uh, We certainly don't suggest it, though, if the client's being aggressive or combative. We don't want you to get into an argument with them um, at that point. End the discussion. Tell them you'll be back in touch. 
we don't suggest being too definitive with that time frame. Just say, I'll review it and be in touch. You're buying time to come speak to us. The next best tip is do not tell them, hey, I'm going to go speak to my insurance company. Uh, what that does is it triggers them to say, oh, I better go speak to my lawyer. It's the last thing we want to do. Um, we want to be your phone a friend behind the scenes. So gather that time. Um, call me. I'm always your first person to call and I'll get you to the right person and we'll get you on the phone with the pre-claims rep. Okay. So let's say they do go out to the house. When they're out at the house, the homeowner lets them in. Now, should they be taking pictures? Should they um, have their report with them? Should they write things down? What's the best way to handle it when they're in the house? Preferably, if you can look at your report before you go back out there to kind of familiarize yourself, let's face it, it's probably been a few months since you've been there at least. Um, and then when you go, definitely take notes, take pictures. You're just taking evidence to go back and research further. Um, again, don't discuss who's at fault if there is liability. You're not there to discuss that with the client. It's just an evidence finding mission. Okay. Okay. Now, if along the way, they then email you and ask for money. Once somebody asks for money, does it go out of pre-claims or are we still in pre-claims at that point? Generally speaking, a written demand for money constitutes a claim. However, the beauty of pre-claims is once we get involved at that level, we can often squash it before it gets to a deductible. Um, so if we've written a response letter, they still want to come back and ask for a certain amount of money. Usually in these type of situations, they're smaller amounts. It might be that we suggest you offer a refund of the inspection fee and get a release of liability. Um, let me preface this by saying that should not be your first response. Oh, you're calling to complain. Let me give you your money back. You guys work really hard for your money. There are times where that makes the most sense to preserve the relationship, but certainly not the first line of response. Um, but sometimes that is what happens and we'll help prepare a release of liability form for you. Um, what that does is stop them from coming back to you after you refund the money. It says that we've undone this transaction and I won't be responsible for any claims regarding this property. It's important that we keep a copy of that as your insurance company so that we can uphold that. And we did recently have somebody try to come back to us after they had signed a release of liability. And it's great when we can just show them a copy and that was the end of that claim. So let's just say um, they go to pre-claims and you guys write a letter, what does the franchise, the franchise business owner do with that letter? Yeah, so like I said, we're not trying to let them know that you've got insurance working with us. So at that point, we craft the letter for you to put on your letterhead and then send out to the client. Um, these letters are written in a very personable way. We're not trying to make the client angry or make things worse. We're trying to minimize the problem. Um, and 85% of those pre-claims never result in a claim being filed. Um, and the great thing is you've put us on notice. So there are reporting requirements to make your insurance company aware of any complaint or claim during the policy term. Well, before pre-claims, you weren't sure what to report what not to report if it was something concerning you never have to worry about that you can send it into pre-claims as often as you need to so long as it's not a written demand for money we're going to put it on file our underwriter's not going to see it and we're going to get you some help okay great now let's just say that they do have you know it's it, it might be a claim it might go to pre-claims what all should they provide you or have ready when they call you? Should they have the visual inspection agreement, their inspection its report itself? What all should they prepare beforehand? 
Yeah, so for pre-claims, the beauty is we can take just a phone call if we need to. So don't let evidence be the reason you put off making that phone call to me. Call me right after you get off the phone with them. We'll take a client name, something to identify the property perhaps. Um, but in a perfect world and what they're going to need to see eventually in pre-claims is a copy of that signed visual inspection agreement to see what they've agreed to, what package they've purchased, and then a copy of the report so they can look through it and then compare that to what the client's complaining about. Okay, awesome. So let's just say um, somebody calls in and the franchisee or the franchise business owner feels that um, it might be their fault and they think they did miss something. So they should first just start out by calling you, talk about it. It may be something that turns into a claim. It may not. They should have, at some point, they're going to grab their visual inspection agreement. They're going to grab the inspection report. They will share those with you. If they feel it's their fault, <laughs> what are we going to do next if they're saying, you know what, I, I sure I did. I missed that. I know I missed it. Yeah. So again, the beauty of pre-claims is the franchisees in the driver's seat. It's not a claim. The policy is not obligated to respond. So you have some choices here. If you feel like you have made a mistake and you want to you know, pay a repairable, let's say it's a few thousand dollars, we'll help prepare that release of liability again, because you should never pay for any type of um, anything without a signed release with an inspection. Um, but we'll handle it in the same way but never admit liability to the client because that could negate your coverage later on. Again, we're going to address it in the same manner. We'll write a response letter um, with that signed release for them to file. Okay. Now, when you say the release, um, getting that signed, do they want to email it to them, have it signed and sent back via email? Do they want to go in person and have that signed? Is there some way um, that this needs to specifically happen for it to count or any of those ways work? Any of those ways work. Certainly, if there's a lot of emotions flying, then I think digitally is going to probably be your best bet not to um, get involved with any drama, but digitally signed is a-okay. And then once it's signed and it comes back to the franchise business owner, then they're going to send a check back to the uh, the client um, for them to cash. Correct. So or refund keyword. it on their credit card. Either once way. it's signed. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now, once it's signed, they should send the signed copy to you so that you guys have it on file? Yep. That way we can enforce it if that client tries to come back sometime down the line. Okay. And let's just say... Um, it stays in pre-claims um, and it goes to the end of the year. Is that going to affect their insurance rates at that point? Not at all. And that's kind of the beauty of pre-claims. Our underwriter has no clue how many, if any, have been filed. Um, we've had franchisees file very many per year because they want to make sure they're preserving their coverage. Again, like we said, each renewal, when you sign that renewal paperwork, you're saying, hey, I'm not aware of any situations that may become a claim from this lost policy term. Um, Pre-claims, if you get those reported, you know that you've got your coverage if it does become something down the line. Okay. That makes sense. So let's have a scenario where somebody calls in and they say, I think that you guys didn't inspect my roof. Now, typically what happens, um, I've noticed that sometimes clients don't see our inspectors get on the roof. And mm -hmm. so they haven't read 
fully through the report. And so for whatever reason, they've missed it. They think that we didn't get on the roof. Once the franchise business owner speaks to them and says, yes, I did get on your roof. If you look at page whatever, and here are the pictures of the roof and the client feels more comfortable at that point, should they send anything to you, do anything with you because they've received a call and there were questions, do they just let that go? Or is that something they should let you know before a renewal? With that particular scenario, that's not a re- anything that needs reporting. They didn't have a problem with their roof. They were just trying to find where in the report you actually reported on it. That's a pretty common call, and we have people that call us. But I'll say, when in doubt, give me a call, and I'll tell you if it's something we need to send in or if it's just nothing to be alarmed about. Um, I'm always available, so is my team, so you don't have to worry about thinking those things through. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And so if somebody does have um, an issue and it does go to a claim, what are some of the next steps that happen once something goes to a claim? So again, another great thing about pre-claims is it's a really seamless transition if it does escalate to claims. It's our same team that handles pre-claims, handles our claims. So you're not going to have to repeat yourself and start back at square one. Um, Another great feature we have as a deductible incentive for you to report these situations early. It's called the Early Reported Incident Endorsement. And in short, basically says, if you get us involved early with a pre-claim before there's a demand for money, if we work through it and we're still not able to resolve it for you and it escalates into a claim, we will give you 50% off your deductible for getting us involved on the front end. Uh, So it really is a win-win. Our goal is to stop the claim from ever materializing and we're pretty successful in that. Okay, that's awesome. So they definitely should come to you. Don't hold back. Just lay it all out for you and let you guys decide what the best way is. Right. And I know that's different, especially for these guys that have been in the industry a long time. I've been in the industry a long time. And I know how nerve wracking it was back in the day. Um, You would be afraid to call and report a claim. They would instantly send you a deductible bill. It would instantly escalate. Um, So a lot of inspectors have some apprehension with us. The beauty of the programs these days is we found a way to manage it. So you don't need to be afraid to have an open communication with your agent. Call us, speak to us about it, and let us help you. Great. Okay. Now, once something moves along, um, which can happen, and it goes to claims, at that point, who lets the client know that it's being processed or that something is happening um, with the insurance company? Is that something the franchise business owner does or is that something that your team does? And I think that's one of the big differences between pre-claims and claims. Pre-claims, the client, the inspector is still in the driver's seat. They're still communicating with the client. There's a rare time or two where pre-claims has communicated with the client, but for the most part, that's direct involvement. Once it becomes a claim, our team starts the communication with the claimant at that point, and the inspector won't be directly involved. And what if the franchise business owner's client reaches out to them once it's in the claims process? What does the, the franchise business owner do at that point? I think if there's any bad blood or aggressiveness going on, certainly don't engage. Uh, Depending on what the request is, call your rep at the claims team and see, is this something you want me to get on the phone with them and find out what they have to say? um, Or do you not want me to? For the most part, we find claimants aren't communicating with the client, um, with the inspector, once we get involved, unless they're unhappy with our response. They wanted us to pay something that we denied the claim. Um, And in that case, we certainly are going to tell them, just forward us the message and let let us address it with them. Okay. Okay. And that, that makes sense because you guys would know exactly what to say. Right. 
Now, this is a little bit odd, but I've seen it happen um, in different scenarios where somebody will make a complaint on um, like a review, um, whether it be Angie's List, whether it be our website directly. What does the, the franchise business owner do if the complaint with or without money comes in via one of these um, platforms like Angie's List? Right. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of Google warriors out there these days, and it's certainly a concern for inspectors of not wanting negative reviews online. They are hard to get taken down. Um, there's no simpler, nice response to that. Certainly don't engage and don't get in an online battle with them. Take the same steps we would tell you to take if it was an email, a text, or a phone call, and just uh, call us, let us speak to you about it, and see what needs to be done at that point. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, what if the realtor decides to insert themselves in this situation and they are calling in to try to find out what's going on um, and at this point it's just in a pre-claim situation it's okay then for our franchise business owners to talk to them correct absolutely absolutely okay what if it goes into a claim situation and the agent is calling them asking questions about well is it going to be paid or what should they do at that point yeah, at that point, I would tell them to tell the agent, this has been turned over to insurance. Insurance is responding to your client directly. That usually minimizes and stops it there. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Well, this has been very helpful, Carrie. I really appreciate that. Um, I know that we're going to have some more insurance podcasts coming up shortly. So um, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, this brings us to the end of the podcast. And thank you, Carrie Lawson. We really appreciate you joining us today. It was really great learning more about what to do um, if a franchise business owner receives a complaint. I know this has been something that is on every franchisee's mind um, when they're starting out. To all of our franchise listeners um, and those of you that are watching this video, if you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, please uh, send a note out to uh, Alicia dot sumar at pillar to post.com. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day.